Ah, happy freaking Friday, everybody. We've been waiting all week. We've been hustling. We've been fighting. We've been crying. We've been bleeding. And here we are. It's Friday. And welcome back to Mad Yet Mighty. And my God, I have been dying to record this episode, even though every single time I sit down in front of my mic, I completely have a total panic attack and then sit here and mull over in my head. Ugh, I mean, it's a whole emotional thing. I have to sit here, I have to have an emotional pep talk. I have to go through the whole, you know, and you just think it would get easier and easier and it just doesn't. It just doesn't. It kind of gets a little harder and harder, even though it shouldn't because I shouldn't give a shit, but I do because I'm normal. Hey, hi, hello, my name's Megan. And what a just, what a just way to jump in. (sighs) Guys, I am so thrilled. I'm so thrilled to be nearing the end of my week. And I'll tell you why. So for the past couple of weeks, I have been in rush season at my job, my day job. And it has just been a lovely experience, let me tell you. If you've ever just started a job, began training, and then right after done training, you just jump right into literally the busiest season, the busiest time of the entire year, of the entire year that people literally have countdowns at their desk for. We have chalkboard, like chalkboard walls that there's like a countdown. I mean, it is like the time of the year that people just... It's a thing. It's a thing. Like, that's what I jumped into. And (laughs) I mean, I'd like to say I'm a chameleon. I like to say that I know how to morph into kind of any situation that I'm in, whether it be social, whether it be something at work, whether it be something, I don't even know, activity related. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of a chameleon. I've always said that. I just know how to kind of morph. I know I've said kinda. I've kinda. I just know how to morph and adapt. I'm very adaptable. I'm very resilient. I feel like over the course of years where I'm like, what am I? What words describe you? Because you know you're always asked, like, what words describe you when you're on like a resume or you're filling out something and you're like, I have no fucking idea what words to describe me. And then you have to go through your Rolodex of like, all the words that like just automatically come to your mind and then you try to like fit them in in some way, you know. But I've I've come to learn that I'm a pretty resilient son of a bitch. I've been there. I've done that in a couple different categories in life. And I just feel like, you know, I'm pr- I do pretty well under pressure. I just always have whether or not I'm imploding inside. I feel like you could probably never tell. And that typically goes for when I'm drinking as well. I feel like when I'm drinking, I drink very steadily. I drink very, I don't want to say I'm like a nutty drinker. I never have been. I never have been a crazy drinker. You know, I've looked at all of my friends and I'm like, damn, you know, like they I don't know. I, okay, okay. Here's how here's how I explain it. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm coming off of a weekend. So we had our West Virginia wedding over the weekend, which was great and dandy in all the ways that it could have could be. 
we started the week off with driving straight. Just we were we've been having a monsoon here in Cincinnati. Um, it's been it's just been rain. It's been rain pretty much just like solid rain. It's been the weirdest thing. And for like days at a time. So we took off. We actually ended up putting it off until Saturday morning. We took off for West Virginia. And, you know, every time, every time we go back to West Virginia, it rains. Every time, or excuse me, every time we just, anytime we drive, whether it's there or back, it always rains. Always to the money. And it didn't dawn on me until Brad, like, brought it to my attention. And then I was like, oh my God, you're right. It really does rain. So we're driving down in rain. We get there. And let's just say that this wedding was not anything that I would have ever imagined in a million years. I got to hang out with a lot of Brad's hometown friends, people that he grew up with. Um, It rained. There was drinking beer in the parking lot. There was a lot of just, I mean, on my behalf, I had to be on top of my game, which The one thing that I also can pride myself on, and this goes along with being a chameleon, and this goes along with just adapting to my situation that I'm in, is I normally am a damn good, like I can put on an extrovert cloak, you know, I'm, I'm normally an extreme extrovert (laughs) I'm an introvert with extrovert qualities. I crave and need my alone time I crave and need like time of reflection and time of recharge and I recharge on my own and I don't need to be out till the all hours the wee hours of the morning with people like even though like once I get started I will because like I just I have I have an issue with like Um, control and I feel like that's why I've always like I've always kind of struggled and teeter-tottered with drinking and drinking like not drinking like I'm like I'm just socially drinking I've always like teeter-tottered with it because I don't like feeling out of control I don't and I think it has a lot to do with like the anxiety possibly I don't like that feeling so I do everything to fight that feeling and I've done that like my entire life so now here I am like mid 20 you know mid late 20s and I've already like stapled these ways in my head so like when I'm done I'm done like when I am done drinking I am done drinking there is nothing else happening like I don't want any part of anything happening I am ready for bed and I will I don't care where we are what we're doing what kind of rivers I have to swim across to get to somewhere where that's going to bring me to salvation which is like peace and not being in public and not having to exert any more energy I think that's what it comes down to is that I hit a point where and trust me being around me is a lot because it's all or nothing for me I personally can give to people 100% and I do I give people in my life 100% of myself and whether that's you know whatever it is whether if I'm being loud whether I'm being honest like when I'm around you like it's either 100% or it's nothing 
that's just how I am. Like, I don't float in the middle ground. I don't float in that, like, I'm out, but I'm going to kind of be there. Like, I'm either there and I'm having the best time of my life or I'm not there. I don't want to be there. I don't, I don't enjoy, like, once I've given all of myself, all of my energy that I have tapped up, and trust me, when I know that I'm going into some kind of social situation, I completely start in my mind, like, I prep myself. I prepare myself. I tell myself, okay, this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to talk to a lot of people. You're going to have to be extremely funny. You're going to have to be extremely witty. You're going to have to be the most amazing fucking person on the planet. And I tell you what, time and time again, I do not disappoint. I don't disappoint. I know how to turn it on. I know how to talk to people. I know how to be a social butterfly. And I think people are always kind of like surprised because then like when I'm over it, like when I'm done and when I'm tired and I'm like, I'm done, I'm done. I turn from everyone's best friend and literally like going around shaking hands like I'm the like life of the party to (laughs) I'm the most nastiest, crankiest little hermit you've ever met in your life and what I mean by like life of the party like I don't mean like I never by any I never by any means think that I am the life of the party but like I know how like if I sit down with somebody like I know how to talk to them I can talk to pretty much anyone I can find a middle ground I know what to talk to you about I know what you like I know what makes you comfortable typically if I'm going to get in that situation or at least when I'm with you I find something that I know that I can talk to you about and I'll talk to you about it because like I I know know how to be social I know how to have social conversation but damn so anyways with that long long and lengthy rant I we had a great time in West Virginia even though it rained the entire weekend even though you know we were drinking we were drinking canned Bud Light underneath a picnic shelter. It was great. It was fabulous. And I'll tell you what, there's one thing that I like and it's making people laugh and it's making people I don't know laugh. And it's just, I think a lot of it too is that I don't like awkward situations. So I will do whatever I can to make the situation I'm in less awkward. If I have to crack a joke at like my expense and everyone's expense, hell bent. Yeah, I'm doing it and I'm going to do it with a smile and it's going to break the ice. I mean, like that's just, I feel like that's my job. I'm an icebreaker. It's exhausting. We have a lot of us icebreakers out there. And I know there's more than just me. There's a type. We are a type and we do it. And, you know, it takes a lot to do that. And then you have to try to like keep up with it all night. My sheesh. Sometimes I feel like I get ahead of myself. And sometimes I feel like I lead people on when I'm out with them socially drinking. Like there's times where like, Once again, I'm either all or nothing. Like I will be the last person standing or I'm going to be the first person to go to bed. Like there's no, I I don't, I don't, I don't fucks with the middle ground. So, and I feel like that is sometimes where Bradford and I can differ. And sometimes when I become a little bit meh, So, you know, there was, there was a lovely time of the evening where I was done for the night and it was rather early. I will say it was rather early because it started rather early. And when you're, you know, being rained on underneath a picnic shelter and don't know anybody, you typically tend to, and I will say like what I, I don't, 
I drink Bud Light and I, or not Bud Light, Jesus Christ, I just gave Bud Light all the credit. I drink beer and I drink wine and every now and again I'll try to drink liquor, but I, I mean, I drink a lot of beer and I can drink, I drink a lot of wine, but we all know how that ends up and not everyone knows how that ends up, but Anyways, this has just gone on to like some kind of weird like chronicles of me drinking, which once again, I don't have a lot of black. I, I've never blacked out. I'll say that. I've never allowed myself to black out. I'm pretty sure that I've probably been close to blacking out, um, but there's never been a night where I've literally woken up and have been like, I don't remember what happens. And I'm about to be 27 years old. And I'm not saying that I don't. I mean, I can drink beers with the best of them. And that's not myself saying that I have. And once again, I feel like even having saying that out loud is so tacky, but like, I, 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 I know how to handle myself, but I'll tell you what it's, it's brutal. And I feel like it's even brutal because like, I don't like to let myself black out. So then I fight it and then it just becomes a whole like mess. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is, is that the wedding was great there was a little bit of like some, I think maybe anxiety attack having to do with control towards the end of the evening, leading me to just have a total, you know, just like a total breakdown in the middle of a cabin. I did hide myself though. I, I will say I did hide myself. I don't want anyone to worry about me. I'm totally fine. Clearly here I am standing. I just, it was just one of those nights where I had literally poured my, I had poured my soul out. I had poured every joke. I had poured every witty comeback, any funny thing. Like I'm a, I just, it's just so, it's so yucky to say, but it's just so true. I just, I just know how to talk to people and I know what makes people laugh and I know what works and what doesn't with my audience and I know how to read my audience and I know when it doesn't work. And it worked. Trust me, people. I worked. However, I got a little tired. And Megan, when Megan gets tired and Megan's been, you know, has had a couple, she wants everything to go her way. And, you know, things just don't go her way. I date a, I date a beautiful extrovert who um, loves and gets energy and, and comes alive when he's around people. Um, and I envy that. And I love that. But I'm not that way. So... <laughs> You could see how sometimes we clash, but at the end of the day, we love each other, and that's all that matters. So besides that, you know, recently, like I was kind of talking about before, the job has caused me a lot of emotional trauma, um, going in once again to just an everyday packed day. You know, wah, 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 I feel like I'm like, where's my little violin, but I don't know, man, you know, when like you don't know something and like you're going in blind, it kind of makes you feel like shit and it kind of makes you feel like you don't know what you're doing and that you're not good enough. And, you know, so I've been struggling with that, struggling to kind of keep my keep my head up um, and just get past this rush period of work. And it's happening and it will happen. But there was some like other just crazy crazy freaking things that like happened this past week I mean Mac Miller died which was I mean like I, to, to even say it is kind of like crazy and I feel like it's kind of um I don't know I just feel like I mean he's he was 20 he's he was 26 he was my age and 
I think the thing that was like, I'm not someone who's going to like take to Twitter for him and be like, you know, he was my life. Like I love, because like, I'm not going to say that I was like a huge fan. I mean, like I definitely listened to his songs. I mean, when we, when I lived with all of my best friends in college at, when we went to UC, like we, that's what we, that's what like one of the people that we listened to when we were literally drinking every single week of the night, you know, like oh yeah like you have class tomorrow like let's drink wine let's drink a bag of wine great let's be in our yoga pants and like be in our new house like we live in by ourselves, and let's play mac miller and like let's let's play like let's play house or whatever like we so that was kind of weird for me because like we did play him a lot and like we all like texted each other like jesus christ i don't know it's just it, it's you know it's kind of sick when it just kind of become it starts to become like you kind of become numbed things. You see all these bad things happening and you just start to become numb to them. Um, I mean, I don't want to be like the bearer of, or, you know, bringing anyone down. I would like people to listen to this podcast to have some kind of escape from their normal day, from their their workout, from their daily chores, whatever. So, but I mean, I, I can't not even, I, I can't, I wouldn't be being honest to myself if I didn't talk about, I mean, the fact that, there was a shooting in downtown Cincinnati this, I I mean, the last couple of days. I, I mean, you like, you almost wake up every single day and I, I, I do. I wake up every single day and I almost feel like I'm waiting for something to happen. And then something like that happens and like, I just will say, I will go on this and I will say this. I say, God bless for our first responders because because of them, we you know, and God forbid we had casualties, but because of our first responders, I mean, we had, it, it could have been even more horrific than it was. And I just think, I don't know, with that and with all of these drug related deaths, I'm like, what is like, there is this epidemic happening right now. I mean, it's, it's really sad. I mean, it's this really sad, crazy, epidemic happening with people struggling with invisible illnesses and I don't know what it's going to take I don't know I mean we're becoming more and more aware we're becoming more and more vocal but I mean it's just Every day I, I scroll through my Twitter and if I see just a silhouette of a picture of someone or not a silhouette, but like just a picture of somebody, I'm like, oh my God, like uh, did they die? It's just, you're almost like, what's next? And I hate that. I just don't, it's just such a, such a confusing time. It's such a confusing time and sad, but, but we can, on the positive, turn it around and look at the amazing things that these people who are no longer with us, who have left their, have left something behind. I mean, he's left his music behind. And I don't know, I didn't like one, I, I don't mean to be like weird or like downsome, but I just feel like, you know, we, we have to kind of talk about these things. If we don't talk about these things, that's when it just like, we have to just talk. We have to be open. We have to be more open with ourselves and more open with everyone around us. That's just, that's how we're going to get through day to day. You know, like that's how I get through day to day. I just feel like I talk to people about that. Like I have to, I have to open up and talk. And whether that be because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a woman. 
and I'm motherfucking woman and that's just what we do or because that's just what I know helps I don't know but I just I just felt I just felt like myself it was something that I I took note of and I wanted to talk about and I felt like I needed to get it out but now that that's out we can kind of you know move move to some things more so that I wanted to talk about so this week there was a lot of TV that happened. There was a lot of freaking TV. So not only was there the premiere of the new American Horror Story Apocalypse, which a little bit, little bit of a question mark there. I, I'm extremely intrigued. I am, I'm drooling. I'm salivating at the mouth like I always do for American Horror Story. But I'm just like, what the hell? This is weird. But not only that, we had Bachelor in Paradise's finale. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to take, I mean, I, I mean, like, I have to take a second to talk about this. If I didn't take a second, I mean, I would not be being truthful to my real soul. But so if you don't give a shit about reality or Bachelor in Paradise, like, you might want to, like, fast forward. But this week was like the finale of Bachelor in Paradise, and it just continues to blow my mind how amazing lot or reality TV tends to be. I mean, talk about an escape, and that's all that it is. It's just a true escape for me that I just love with a passion. But <laughs> it's not even that. It's like, okay, so there were two couples. For anyone who watches Bachelor in Paradise, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna talk about it. So. On Monday night's episode this past week, so we had Joe, we had some main couples. So we had um, Jordan and Jenna. We had Joe and Kendall, grocery store Joe, and taxidermy Kendall. And then we had Kevin, Canadian Kevin, and Astrid. Those were our main couples. I mean, everyone else was pretty much just like, eh, a fling, whatever. We don't give a shit about you. We're obviously not going to like get engaged tomorrow, so we should probably end this. And then Monday night, we had on Bachelor in Paradise, we had um, Kendall break up with Joe, which was heartbreaking. And I took to Twitter about it. And then we also had Kevin break up with Astrid. And I also took to Twitter about it. So that's how I felt. I was really, um, I was upset. I felt victimized. I felt like I was watching these two beautiful relationships grow the entire time. And then what? Um... They both decide to be assholes and both decide to break up with everyone and then just ruin everyone's lives and crush them. Like I'm, I was sick and tired of seeing grocery store Joe just not get a chance. Like, and he had a chance all season. And then, and then Kendall's going to be like, oh, well, like I just, I, I thought we were like, no bitch, you said mid season that you were falling in love with him. What the hell are you doing? And then the second that he leaves, she's sobbing her eyes out. She made a mistake. Well, duh, you made a mistake. And then we have Kevin and Astrid, which was like, mm, they seemed extremely, like, I literally felt like all these people were extremely solid. So then we have Kevin and Astrid, and, like, he gives her some crock, like, crock ash crap of shit. And, like, the entire show, these people are like, I'm falling in love. Like, I, like, we have this, like, they, 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 like, talk about wanting that, like, one another. Like, there's some rare diamond that they just undug from, like, the crevices of, like, the ocean. Like, that's literally how people, these people, like, they treat these relationships on Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelor in Paradise. And then Kevin breaks up with Astrid. And once again, 
I go nuts. I'm very emotionally involved. I obviously take my take my feelings to Twitter and I and I say some things that are probably not very nice about the certain people. And, you know, I did that and I live with it and I stand by it because you know what? I stand by my actions. However, after I, you know, um, buried and bashed these people on Twitter. Now, I, by bashed and buried, I did not tag them. I didn't say anything like detrimental to their well-being. I just, I was, I, I made some kind of troll comment on Twitter. Sue me. You know what? I live, I live every now and then for a good funny. I'm all it for the fun. I see the humor in this. Like, I, I get it. I don't take reality TV seriously. I hope nobody, nobody should really honestly take this shit seriously. I mean, it's all in good fun. None of this is me actually losing sleep. It's me just wanting to like, me wanting to stir some shit up and maybe you're not get a like or a comment, you know, a like on Twitter. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll fucking throw myself out on a ledge for a, you know, for, for a retweet. I've been known every now and then I get a, I get a nice little, um, I get a nice little retweet or a, um, favorite and, and not typically from anyone of stature. It's normally a good old um, B or C or D celebrity, which you know what? I'm proud of. I'm proud of my my list of contact that I've had. I do keep it. Um, I'd probably be embarrassed if I talked about it because no, no one's really of of grand of grandeur. I mean, I've had Spencer Pratt like and retweet stuff. I've had I've talked or I've had contact with country singer Lindsay L. I've had contact and a retweet and a like by Morgan Stewart from Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. I've had I've had a couple other things, you know, nothing great, nothing great. I'm not saying that I've talked to George Clooney or Jennifer Aniston, which honestly I probably wouldn't give two shits about. But my goal is always to try to get, just try to get some kind of just trying to get some kind of reality TV star's attention. You know, that's what that's what I live for. So then on Tuesday, when we had the Bachelor in Paradise finale, they kind of, you know, fucked everyone. Oh my God, a fly just flew, right? Oh, I thought a fly just flew into my water and I was about to be heartbroken. No, he didn't. But on Tuesday, we had the finale of a Bachelor in Paradise and... To our, to to my dismay, to me just just bearing people on Twitter, um, we didn't. We then find out that Kevin and Astrid are back together. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? And then we find out that Kendall and Joe were back together. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? So then there's me with my terrible tweets out in the universe, and I felt like the biggest asshole when I saw that. And I was like, great, good, you know, just me. It, it, being a troll on Twitter and then people getting back together. Great. That's, that's awesome. But you know what? Good for them. Then, um, one of the couples who got engaged, Jordan and Jenna, literally the next day there was like, um, tweets that were released that she was cheating on him and dating somebody else and he's heartbroken. And it's been quite the bachelor universe just disaster if you watch that. Um, it's been all over the internet and I've just been dying at every second of it. You know, I just, sometimes it's not meant to be and that's why I love this franchise because you never know what you're going to get and here we go. We have somebody engaged the night prior and then the next day they're not together anymore. Who would have thunk it? Probably everyone who watches the fucking show. So... To steer away from 
you know, reality TV and steering into our lovely American Horror Story Apocalypse, which premiered Wednesday, Wednesday night. You know, I'm so intrigued and I always am intrigued by American Horror Story. It always... I always watch. I don't I don't care what I watch. I don't care what it is. I love the franchise. I'm dedicated to the franchise. I'm going to listen. I'm going to watch. Not listen. I'm going to watch. So episode one was very vague. If you watched or, or if you're going to watch, it was very, very vague. I liked it. It was mysterious. Um, we kind of are, we, we kind of get our setting for the episode. They definitely lay out... Um, this nuclear war, this post-nuclear war, this nuclear winter, and these outposts that people are been chosen to live in. Um, so we really didn't get a lot. I mean, we got introductions to characters, and we've had some very brutal killings, which are always, I think, when I see... It's funny because American Horror Story, when it first started out, it was very um, paranormal, and it was very sci-fi-y. So the deaths were always not as, you know, they're not as real when something's being eaten by a monster. But when you're seeing people being like taken out, executions, it's just, it, it's, it's, it, the show has just grown because I mean, there's only so much you can do with paranormal. There's only so much you can do with sci-fi and witches and magic and, and, and aliens and whatnot. So now we're kind of getting into these more, um, really weird social issues. I mean, with last season, we had a lot of political issues, a lot of uh, just very, like, very present day. Um, And then with this episode already, it's very weird because, I mean, like, everyone always is thinking about the end of the world when it, you know, we had, like, our Mayan calendar or whatever and Y2K. So it's, it's, I don't know like it's always it's like it's it's creepy in a different way now it's creepy because you're seeing people being shot like like that's how you're seeing people die you're not seeing people being like you know when Lady Gaga is like sucking their blood because she's the countess like that's not what we're watching anymore we've watched or we're watching we're going to be watching but I think there's going to be a lot of superficial in the intro you know I was really disappointed with the intro I'm not gonna lie I I look forward to the intro every single year I love the, the images I love the um that I mean that's literally what it is it's just a introductory of images that get you ready and get you in the mindset obviously one of the themes that stick out is like demon like demon demonic devil there was a lot of like um like pagan signs and um horns a lot of like the horns are a very like devilish symbol I, I really wasn't, I did see a couple of, of photos though that I do recall from like a previous season. I did see like one old black and white photo of a baby that I do remember. So I liked that they threw that in. I'm sure there were some other images probably from Coven's intro that they threw in that I just didn't notice. I don't know. The, the, the intro's okay. I was just kind of bummed. I, I love watching the intro. I feel like every time you watch an episode of American Horror Story, you see a different picture. You see something different that's just creepy and weird. Something that I do love, though, is that we're already seeing so many characters that we know and love from previous seasons, and it's only it's it's only going to get better from here. I mean, we're only going to have more people that, we're, that we love as um, 
fans who watch American Horror Story. We have a lot of cast regulars, a lot of um, reoccurring characters, new characters from last season that were reoccurring in this season. So, and then, you know, we, we, we had our first little tidbit of a tie-in of season one of Murder House when we had um, Langdon come in in the last part of the, the episode. So that kind of already has thrown us a little bit of a bone for how these are going to connect because now we see him grown up and not as a baby. Um, and for people who are like, what the hell are you talking about? So in season one of Murder House, Connie Britton's character and Evan Peters' character who dressed up as like the rubber man occasionally and there was... It's still kind of a really weird, fuzzy theory, but essentially, like, when he was the rubber man and, like, Connie Britton thought it was her husband, they had sex and then she had a baby, she was pregnant, and it was, it was, like, it's, it became, like, this, the Antichrist baby, like, the devil baby, because it came from him and he was dead, essentially, it's a whole weird thing. And then at the end, um, Jessica Lange's character like takes him in and then we finish season one with like the baby or like the like the toddler killing the nanny. And she's like, oh, what am I going to do with you? And that's Michael Landon. So that's who we were introduced at the end of the episode. So it's starting to kind of tie in. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it was like, a, it was a very... I'm intrigued. One of Sarah Paulson has like a character, I guess a character choice that is something that she's doing with her cane, which like you have to kind of get used to because she's constantly banging. She's like keeping a rhythm and a beat with her cane. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting thing that she's chosen to do. I don't know if she chose it or Ryan Murphy chose it, but somebody has chosen for her to have this weird um, character tick where when she's not even walking she's like hitting her cane almost like with like a cadence I don't know I was just like instantly drawn to it and was like what the hell what is going on it might it kept drawing my attention it almost kind of like puts you in a trance too I noticed because there were times where I didn't realize it but I heard it it was weird very interesting kind of cool though um so yeah I I, I don't know. It's it's a huge question mark. I've never felt more confused with the first episode than with this first episode. Um, I feel like the last couple of seasons, we've gotten a feel of what we're going to have for the season. And I, um, with like with Roanoke, we kind of got the vibe that we were going to be seeing a lot of like, it, like we were seeing it like paranormal activity filmed um, with cult. I feel like we kind of got a vibe very early on with this. I feel like he's kind of leaving us in the dark, which I always enjoy. Um, I'm always on for the AHS journey, American Horror Story journey, even though if it sometimes leads us to nowhere and sometimes, you know, I, I'm very faithful. So that's how I feel about that. That is how I feel about that. Um, there's some other things that I just, I like have to talk about out loud because I like, I think about it in my head and I'm like, you know what, let's just share them. So we're all kind of transitioning into like the fall season which it's always like that weird time where you're like, I don't even know what the hell to wear. Like I'm still have my old summer clothes out. And then you're like, like if you're like me, if you're anything like me, you're always like, I have nothing to wear. And you have like a full closet of clothes. And I just, I have not gotten my fall, like my fall inspiration yet. I don't, I feel like it's the same thing every year. We bring out the layers, we bring out the jeans, we bring out the booties, we bring out the flannels, we bring out the jackets. It's very similar. 
Animal print's going to be very, animal print's huge, cheetah, leopard, it's very big. I feel like it always is, um, but they're definitely making a big point of it for this fall. So one thing that has just been driving me batshit crazy that I've been seeing all over Instagram is this tiny sunglass trend that... Uh, when I first started seeing it, it was mostly with like the Kardashians and like with the Hadid twins. And I was kind of like, oh, this is new and interesting. And I was into it because I was like, you know, oh, they're like, the Kardashians are trendsetters. And then I kept seeing this and I was like, these glasses are so bullshit and so not real. I am still into my big ass sunglasses or just any sunglasses that look cute. And I know that it's like a statement and whatever, but f you know what? Them. I keep seeing it all over Twitter and all over Instagram. Not not even Twitter. I just said that because that's just what came out. Instagram. I, I think they are so annoying. I think they are so ugly. I don't see anyone walking on the street. There is no person walking on the street wearing those sunglasses. There is nobody driving their car unless you're living in the ritzy ass hills of a high zip code where that's what you do is you buy like the most recent things and trends just, just because, but nobody is wearing these fucking small sunglasses. And they're very like, they're very stemming from, I feel like the not like nineties, early two thousands, but I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not into it. Just like I, I'm not really into the like John Lennon, like super round Harry Potter sunglasses. I feel like it takes a special face to look good on. And I don't know, but oh my God, if I see one more, if I see one more picture of a Kardashian wearing a stupid ass pair of dumb ass small sunglasses that like barely cover your eye, like get the, get out of here, get out of here. And you know what? I am not somebody who hates on the Kardashians. I am not a Kardashian hater. I'm actually a Kardashian lover, except when I feel like they need to be like, you know, told that they or kind of lame at the time. I'm like, I'm always pro them. I'm, I'm always, I just, I just always will be. I know it's annoying and you can, oh, they, they, they don't deserve what they have or they have no time, whatever. Like whatever. At the end of the day, they have a shit ton of money and they have an empire and you don't. So sorry. You can complain all about them all you want, but like they're killing it and like, okay. That's, that's, that's all I have to say. But besides that, the sunglasses are terrible and they've got to go. Like, they've got to go. Another trend that I've been seeing that I'm very intrigued about is these um, bridal party jackets that have embroidery on the back of them. Very interesting. So I'm seeing, like, bridesmaid and, like, bridal pictures of the whole bridal party wearing either, like, a jean jacket or a leather jacket. And then the bridesmaids are not the bridesmaid. Christ. The bride is wearing a jacket and they have like different things embroidered on the back. I've seen these a couple of times. I'm, I'm like kind of in it. I'm, I'm in it because I love a good jacket. I've always loved a good leather jacket. I will wear a leather jacket. You can bury me actually in a leather jacket. I have, I don't know how many, um, always pro, always will wear. It's a, it's just, it's a token in my closet. So I like this. It's it's kind of zhuzhing up. Like I was kind of getting tired. Like we're kind of getting tired of like the robe trend. I love a good robe and I'll always take a free robe. Don't get me wrong. Like I will always gladly take a free robe. But I feel like the robe trend was really big. We had like those button down shirts for a while where like people had their name on them. That was like, eh, I was never going to do that. The robes are really cute. I love the robe idea. I love everyone having like a synchronized look. Um, 
I don't know. I'm 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 intrigued by this new and I've seen it multiple places and I think it's fucking awesome. Will you ever wear the jacket again? No. And I and I honestly hope you wouldn't because why are you going to wear a jacket that says bride or why are you going to wear a jacket that says your last? I just once your wedding's over, like you can't wear that shit anymore unless you're a bachelorette and you work out in the tank top, like you can't wear it anymore. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to want to wear anything that says like, I don't want a shirt that says wifey. Like I, like I, I know that for a damn fact. Like I don't want a shirt that says wifey. I don't want, I don't know. I mean like some stuff is cute and great. And you can honestly tell that like I haven't been married because I'm like saying all this stuff and no, it's not going to change. Like I don't want any, I don't want anything that says like, he like he 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 put a ring on it like kill like gag me literally gag me tie me up take me out back I don't I don't want that uh you know and I also think about it too like for my bachelorette party for what whatever like sad loving soul marries me but like I don't want I want very like minimal wiener things and if there's gonna be wiener things I want them to be like very gratefully tastefully done like very much so like circa super bad comic of like all the different penises wearing different outfits and like very into their environment like I want it to be very um very fluid very real I just I've I guess you know I've seen I've been in about like I think like five wedding it's been five weddings. So I've seen pretty much every penis memorabilia piece of article that you can probably get your hands on. And you know, I've done it like, you know, like we've seen the weans, we've done them, we've pinned the tail on the weans, we pinned the wean on the man. We've worn the weans, we've done the weans. And you know what, don't get me wrong, like I'd love and I've and I've told my friends this, I want a realistic wiener cake and when I mean realistic like I want it to be so disgustingly real that people don't want to eat it like I'm all about that but I don't want like a big I like I don't want a big pink pink penises hanging from string like hanging from my ceiling you know like if we're gonna do that like I want real like I want very graphic photos you know, I just, I just feel like that's my aesthetic. My aesthetic is not, is not the tack. My aesthetic, you know, is just, is making people uncomfortable. So if we're going to make people uncomfortable, we're going to be looking at real pictures of weans. And I, and I feel like there's people who probably, you know, would probably say nay or yay to that. I don't know. That's just, that's just where I stand. That's where I stand on that little, on that little tidbitty. Okay, so there's another thing that I just have to like totally rant about for five seconds that was released this week. So we found out, and I'm and I'm not a big, I'm not an avid watcher of Dancing with the Stars. I'm not. I will watch every now and then if there's somebody on there who I love and I want to watch. Of course I'll watch. So we it was released this week, the cast of Dancing with the Stars. I'm gonna take a sip because I've been yakking. And we found out that. Grocery store, grocery store, grocery store Joe was going to be a character. And then I also found out something else that I was so excited about that I just have to nerd out here for a second. So I love and am so in love with a 
radio host, radio DJ, comedian, personality, whatever the hell you want to call him. He's phenomenal. But I started listening to him when I first, like when I moved to Tennessee. So my family moved down to Tennessee for a little while and I moved down there. And my dad introduced me to this radio show because he had lived down there a year prior than when we all moved down there. So he was down there. We were still in Ohio. And my dad um, got hooked on this radio show and it was a new radio show to like the main station in Tennessee. And I started listening like on the, when we would go down there and like check on our house that was being built, we would like, you know, my dad would drive us around and he would play the Bobby Bones show, the Bobby Bones show, the Bobby Bones, Bobby Bones, this Bobby Bones, that. So I started getting hooked when I moved down to Tennessee. That's what I listened to. I listened to it every single day. Um, I just kind of got, it's like one of those things that just becomes a habit like in the morning, I feel like when you have your whatever radio, morning radio show, like you get to know those people. It's part of your routine. You wake up every day and you're just like, this is who I'm listening to. And if you don't have it, you feel out of place. So I started listening to this a couple of years ago. And then when I moved back to Cincinnati, I kept listening to it because it was almost like a comfort thing for me because I was in still such a weird transitional point coming even back to my hometown that anything to make me feel comfortable, I like grabbed onto. So I really started listening to the Bobby Bones show and I became obsessed with it. Like I like anything that I am full forward in, like I just, I dive in and I, I'm, I'm in love and I just become obsessed and I, it like consumes me. So I listened every single morning. I was completely caught up. If I missed one morning, I would listen back on the iHeartRadio podcast. Like I, I follow all of them, like all of the show members on Instagram. I know about their lives. I mean, they're, it's just, it just became part of my everyday routine. So, and while kind of following along with this radio show, like I've, I've just have started to just, I'm like obsessed, I'm obsessed with him. And I think he's amazing. And he's such a great, um, he's such a great foundation for just like, just putting in the work, not having a good background, not having anything to like come off of, but just if you put in the work and you stay at it, you will be successful. I think that sounds so like dumb, like do the work and you'll become successful. But this guy literally has come from nothing, had his mother was died of like drug overdose. Like he was adopted by his grandma. Like he didn't know his dad. And he literally grew up poor in Mountain Pine, Arkansas, and then like just started volunteering at like the local radio station, like cleaning the floors. And then like they needed somebody to fill in for the DJ. So then he got like the late night DJ spot. And then he's been doing it ever since. And now he's literally has the one of the biggest radio shows in the country. I mean, he beat Ryan Seacrest into the Radio Hall of Fame. He's the youngest member to be to be voted into the Radio Hall of Fame. I mean, he's crazy. And then he's just gotten bigger. He's He's been on, he just judged the Miss Miss America pageant. He's ju- he's now starting to become, he just did the I Heart Radio Awards. I mean, he's, he was on American Idol. He was the, he was the mentor for American Idol. And now he's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. And I am just, I am so excited. I am like a nerd. It is the dumbest thing. But like when he was on American Idol, I just, I love watching him because he's just, he's everything that I respect. He's honest. He's He's truthful. He's moderate. Like he doesn't give a shit if you like what he says or not, but he's like respectful about it and he's smart and he knows what he's talking about and he knows what he's doing. As you can see, like I'm clearly in love with him. So it was announced that he was going to be on Dancing with the Stars and I am so excited. I can't even begin to stand it. He's a two times New York's New York bestseller, number one bestseller with both of his books. Um, 
I mean, he's he has gone on this. He's on his second comedy tour, which sells out every single show. I I mean, he has he has a comedy band that has won. I, I mean, like the list goes on and on. He keeps getting huge and bigger. Um, and I know it's weird, but like when you think about people who you like look up to, like I never really. Whenever I think about who do I look up to, who do I look up to, I never really know. But that's definitely, I think, one of my people. But look out for him. I know I'm going to be voting big time. And I'm just going to say this right now. Like, I'm going to put money down. He has the most loyal following who literally voted him to beat Ryan Seacrest. I repeat, beat Ryan Seacrest into the Radio Hall of Fame because his following is so loyal and so huge. This mofo is going to win Dancing with the Stars and I cannot wait to watch. I'm so excited. I'm I just am so excited. I just had to nerd out about that for a second because I'm going to be like, I feel like everyone should watch. And honestly, Dancing with the Stars is super amusing, but... I'm jacked and I just like had, I just had, I had to talk about it. And I'm kind of like bouncing off of also watching Jersey Shore tonight as well. So today is Jersey Happy Jersey. Or I mean, you guys are gonna be hearing this tomorrow. So happy late Jersey. Um, you know what? I'm a little bit indifferent about tonight's episode. I'm a little indifferent. I don't really feel like a lot happened. I'm kind of over this bullshit. If you're watching, you know what I'm talking about. Like I'm over this bullshit of Wow having this issue with Snooki, having this issue with Angelina. Like guys, get over it. Nobody wants to watch Angelina and Wow like not like, and like they're not even physically fighting. They're just like standing across the room and being like, really, really right now? Because they all have like, have like lives and kids now. So they can't just like beat the shit out of each other. Like how we used to watch. So it's like not, in, it's not entertaining. I'm not, I'm not about it. Um, I need more. And Polly was gone for an episode. So like we didn't really have that comedic relief. But um, I feel like this week was just kind of like a bypass week. I feel like there's always those episodes in reality TV that like have to get you from point A to point B. And I feel like that's what this week was. I just was so, I was watching it and I was just like, meh, seen it, done it, don't care. And that breaks my heart to say about Jersey Shore. That breaks my freaking heart. And you know what else what breaks my freaking heart? So being an esthetician, I used to have like tremendous, tremendous copious amounts of product that I had. I could get my hands on. I could get my hands on for very like cheap or like really great product or great things. And now in this, in, in my life, in my life of not working in the field, I'm starting to just like, I used to have like these insane beauty regimens. I used to have like a 10 step regimen at night. I mean, like, I, I mean, like I'm, I'm crazy. Like I am super dedicated because I, you know what, if there's one thing that we can all do, ladies, if you're listening, don't be dumb. Start taking care of your skin. Start taking care of your skin right now. Don't just do nothing and just think that your skin's going to stay good your entire life. You're stupid if you think that. Like, that's not how it works. Your skin is literally, is always, we are always susceptible to the sun, to UVA rays, UVB rays, um, environmental pollution, um, stuff that we're taking in internally that are then causing a reaction to our skin externally. I mean, 
our skin is the biggest organ on our body and it's one of the most important organs. It's the only thing that we have. So, I mean, the fact that I, I mean, I had a very serious and I still do have a skin regimen. It's not as serious because I don't have my amenities as I used to have, which I am starting to drastically miss. Um, I used to get Botox every three months and I will say it, I'll say it on the mic. Don't, don't give a shit. Have nothing against Botox. I think it's absolutely amazing. I think, um, it works. I mean, if you're somebody who is like, is it really going to work? Yeah, it works. If you have any sort of pre and it, it works more so for like, I would say more preventative. I mean, it definitely works for both old and young, but for me, so it was, I was doing it for preventative care because I didn't want my face to start moving that way to create those creases and lines. Um, and I know some people don't give a shit about it and think it's superficial, but I mean, I, I, I care about my skin. I want to have youthful skin when I'm older. Um, I think it's amazing when I would have clients come into the office and just see these beautiful, I mean, these, these ladies with this beautiful skin and they're well into their sixties and, um, you know, mid to late sixties or, you know, even late fifties when that's once we, once we hit the age of 30, I mean, our chances of keeping things great, it drastically just decreases. So you really have to be, I mean, it's just like going to the gym. Like you think you're going to like stay fit if you just sit on the couch all day. Or like just eat like shit. That's what you have to think about your skin too. I mean, your skin shows every single thing. You're going to eat like shit. It's going to come out in your skin. You're not drinking water. You're going to see it in your skin. I drink at least, at least 64 ounces of water a day. And I swear to God, if I didn't do that, my skin would look haggard. And I have not been wearing any makeup recently. Ever since I got home from Myrtle Beach, I have been wearing zero makeup. And that is like huge for me. Because I typically have lived in this makeup world because that was my industry. That was my industry. Like you, you don't want to go to somebody who looks like they don't know what they're doing. So makeup was always on point. Hair was always on point. Outfit always had to be at least somewhat put together. That was like my, that was my livelihood. And I've kind of have transformed into this new world where I've, but that was my routine for every single morning. And that, that routine was built into my day that like helped me springboard into my day that kind of like set my day up you know you feel you look better you feel better you behave better you perform better that's what I think however I have started to like take really take in um and I mean adding on this podcast and adding on that the job that I have right now does not is not in the beauty industry so really honestly nobody gives two shits what you look like obviously People judge your first impressions. You don't need to stroll into work looking like you just rolled out of bed. I mean, you want to kind of put yourself together. I I think that. I'm very big. And like people will like like look at me and laugh and say that like my laid back outfit is not laid back. But like it's laid back to me because I've always, I mean, ever since I was in high school, I was the freak. I was the freak of nature in high school that would wake up like obscenely before we already had to be crazily up. The bell, first bell rang at 720. I think I was normally up at like five or 530 getting ready for work or not getting ready for work, getting ready for high school, guys, high school, putting, putting make like doing a hair routine, putting somewhat of makeup on what I thought was makeup at the time, putting my outfit together. It always just made me feel good. It made me feel ready for the day. 
And now I'm kind of like living ever since vacation. I've kind of have lived in this like makeup free life and this more so like natural and just really trying to like help my skin and my face and really have trying to just kind of take a break from it for a while because it's such a commitment. I was like always, I was always a slave to my vanity, which I love my vanity. Don't get me wrong. And I love makeup and I love product and I love learning about new products and talking about makeup. But I felt like I was a slave to my vanity. Like before work, I had, you know, I, an hour was already gone because I needed an hour at least to at least to get ready because I don't like feeling rushed. I don't like feeling rushed. I need to have everything laid out. I need to have, I need to feel, I, I need to feel like I'm like I'm calm and keeping everything calm, and I have time for everything, and then I'm I can do everything in a without feeling like my you know like oh my god I gotta get there I gotta do this this and this I hate that so. Yeah, I've been like living this makeup-free life for the past couple of months now. And really all that I've been doing, I don't leave the house without doing my brows. I feel like brows will instantly just let, just elevate you 100%. Brows are a must. I'm always putting on my skincare. So I'm always washing my face, putting on moisturizer, doing some kind of primer. I've really been leaning towards Laura Mercier's like tinted primer, tinted moisturizer. I've been using a lot of that, very little though, and just kind of like applying that all, all, all over to my face with my fingers. So my fingers, because your fingers do have warmth that brushes and sometimes beauty blenders don't have. So you can really kind of like melt the product into your skin. I've been doing that. Some days I'll throw on some mascara. Some days I, I won't. I've been really feeling this kind of like bare skin, very bold brow look. Um, I've just been kind of letting my hair do its thing. I'm trying to grow my hair out. I always feel like I'm in this love affair with my hair, just growing it out, growing it out, growing it out. So I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I kind of like don't even know myself recently because it's been nice. I've been focusing on other things. I've really just been trying to like focus on other things in my life other than just having a full face of makeup. And I love, like I, like I, said I love makeup makeup is always a part of me but I'm just really trying to be comfortable with my skin and just my skin's health I just think it's so important for everyone and it's so easy I mean the the things you can do to keep your skin healthy is so easy if you're just literally getting um just micellar water and putting it on cotton rounds and just, just, you know, running them over your face just to get the dirt and the yuck off. So just to give yourself a clear complexion when you wake up and why not put a moisturizer on? I don't care if you think you're oily, you're not. Your skin needs moisture. You need to be putting on topical moisture because we're, our skin needs to just, you, you need to be doing it. And honestly, a lot of the times when I start breaking out, I'm like, oh my God, why am I breaking out? It's because I need to like literally put oil on my face. Like I will every now and then put my favorite oil on the face of this planet. And it's not even anything like crazy. It's Aveda's beautifying oil. I just, I swear swear by it. I swear by it ever since I went to school. The smell, if I could just dip my body in a vial, just in a big vial every single day. I mean, literally like from the top of my head to the tip of my toes, if I can dip my body in beautifying oil every day, I would. Um, but I just, you know, be nice to your skin. I just went on a total skin rant. I did, but I just feel like it's so important 
especially for everyone who was in their 20s, nearing their 30s. I don't even care if you're like in your early 20s. Stop being dumb. Wash your face. Put moisturizer on. You will thank me later, I promise. And if you want to be really wild and freaking crazy and take your shirt off, you might put some SPF on. And I'm telling you right now, the SPF or the vitamin C is going to keep you from looking like an old wrinkly bag. <sighs> yeah. How's that for a little skin PSA? I feel like I just ripped it. Just, you know, just ripping it all out. Y'all, this has been just, this has been great. I've need, I've like needed, I've needed this so bad. I feel like every single day I like am going through the motions. I'm going to work. I'm doing this. I'm like doing my job. And then I come home and like, I'm, I'm like always preparing and trying to grab like things that I want to talk about for this podcast or like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just like, I am constantly thinking about my greater purpose. How just sometimes when I open my mouth, I'm just like, damn, man. I am just, I'm always on the search for a, a like a deeper meaning. And I feel like that makes life difficult sometimes because <laughs> life is not always a deep meaning, right? I mean, sometimes life is just as simple as waking up every day and looking outside and, you know, it's a great day and it's going to be a great day and I'm going to go do my job. I just feel like, man, it's just nice to kind of really get in a, get in a groove, sit down and just talk it out because... I have a constant inner monologue going in my head and it doesn't shut off ever. And sometimes I get to tell people about it in person and sometimes I get to just drive myself crazy. So this at least makes me less crazy and I appreciate everyone for listening and enjoying and at least finding somewhat of entertainment. It means a lot. It means a lot. But I think I'm going to call it. We had quite the journey. We went down a lot of different paths and it was great. I've had a wonderful time, you know, but unfortunately it's like that kind of thing. It's like, you don't have to like stay, but you gotta get out of here kind of thing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I always get super awkward in my intros and outros and like try to make it super funny and great, but you know, I feel it's just, it is what it is. I just have to be transparent just have to be transparent. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening to my rambious inner monologue of um, tonight's, today's episode. I hope everyone has a freaking amazing weekend. I'm just so excited. I've been so, I've had a lot of social activity the past couple of weekends. So I am going to completely just like, I'm going to do me this weekend. I am going to just kill it and kick it out of the park. I'm going to clean. I'm going to reflect. I'm going to maybe do a little bit of meditating or like journaling and just kind of daydream and be in my creative space because that's where I grow and flourish. So I just, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good one. Can't wait. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you've enjoyed last episode, if you actually want to know when I'm going to post an episode, you should subscribe to Apple iTunes, Mad Yet Mighty Podcast, because then you actually get alerted when there's a new episode. And wow, then you know, like, oh my God, I have something really fun to do today. I get to listen to Mad Yet Mighty. Yeah, yeah. So scroll down to the bottom of your page and give this episode five likes. Spread some love. You know what? We have to be more outward with the love that we give. And I know I try to work on, like, if I see something that I like, I'm trying to compliment somebody because I feel like it just kind of makes a ripple. And if we can make a ripple, we can touch more people. See? See what I'm doing? So... 
five lay five stars are always appreciated as annoying and podcasty as that sounds it's true so please support your girl do it follow me find me on instagram um yeah i hope everyone has a great weekend and this has been mad yet mighty until next time <laughs>